Welcome back, everyone. This is Chance Pratt with Living the Guide Life, and today we're talking fishing, talking northern Minnesota, walleye, muskie, bass, and even some grouse hunting, too, with Eric Koenig, a good buddy of mine. His dad has been a guide up in northern Minnesota for... 24 years and recently retired and he's going to give us a great story today about what it takes to be a guide up there and where it's taken him and how he's been able to you know help out with the youth up there and do some fishing tournaments and all that kind of good stuff so we're going to hop into that and I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, this is Chance Pratt with Living the Guide Life, and today we have Eric Koenig from Grand Rapids, who was a fishing guide for over 24 years, and recently recently retired back in 2014, and he is here to tell his story. Hey Eric. Hey, what up? So, give us a little background about your life story, how you got to be a fishing guide, and all that kind of good stuff. Sure, you bet. Well, just like every uh, every other kid growing up uh in the outdoors i always uh i always watched tv shows uh, i grew up in uh, in shakopee um shakopee minnesota and uh just love the uh, love the fishing uh, fishing shows hunting shows and uh, knew i always wanted to do that when i got older whether or not i uh, was going to be a guide a tournament fisherman or uh, or be on tv and uh, in 2000 oh no i'm sorry in 1989 my parents bought a family resort north of grand rapids and uh, i moved up there the day after i graduated high school (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome now what kind of fish were you guiding people for up there absolutely everything uh the lake i was on was north star lake we had every everything from jumbo perch um, to muskies. Uh, we didn't have lake trout in there, even though the lake would probably sustain them. There's yeah. a deep, deep, clear, um, you know, glacial lake. Uh, we're north of the Continental Divide, so everything flowed north out of there. Okay. Um, real cold and clear lake. So yeah. bass, um, walleyes, um, but, uh, you know, towards the end, the muskies, uh, the muskies got everybody's attention. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. What was your favorite fish, uh, fish out of that lake? I would say the largemouth and smallmouth um, to begin with, and uh, it, it kind of slid into walleyes for a while. Um, to, it's a great walleye lake, not as far as numbers go, but for the big fish, yeah, it would, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a fun, fun trophy lake. But and then, uh, then the older I got, and uh, the more popular the musky fishing got, um, everybody loved, uh, loved to go hunt them. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah for musky fishing. How hard is it? How many casts would you say? Because I know everyone talks about like 10,000 casts. How long does it really take to catch a muskie? That depends on what lake you're on. Um, you know, that uh, that lake up there and a lot of lakes around, um, you know, I didn't actually start really uh, going hard on muskies until I was probably 19, 20 years old. I went my first year without catching one. Um, not gu- not guiding them, but you know, yeah. just uh, just trying to learn the learn the sport. But once uh, you know, once you get dialed in, I mean, you can. I mean, there's days where where you can go and uh, 
can get 20, 20, 25 follows and, you know, maybe get, maybe get hit four or five times and, and hook one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's boy, there's times where you'll go. seems like days without catching one. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Now, have you ever tried fly fishing for muskies up there? I have not. I was, uh, it, it's funny you say that chance. I, I was just talking to my wife the other day about how I always wanted to get, get into, into fly fishing, um, yeah. just for pan fish. And, uh, and she asked me about the muskies and I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, um, you, if anybody, uh, has ever experienced the muskies, um, it, it's crazy. You know, we, we casted for them, trolled for them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, people ask me, you know, what, what's it like on, you know, conventional gear. And I explain it as, you know, if you can imagine, uh, a farmer that's got a, you know, got hay bales and they use those bale hooks to, to grab them. Yeah. It's like grabbing onto a freight train with a bale hook <laughs> is when, when they hit, they, uh, they go so hard I can and, imagine. uh, they'll, they'll tear you up. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I did a little fly fishing for muskies on a river next to my cabin, but never had the pleasure to hook one up, but I can only imagine it'd be insane. Yeah. That, uh, I just, just trying to set the hook on a fly rod. I, I couldn't, uh, it, uh, it, it's only, uh, like you say, imaginable how hard, uh, how hard they'd hit, uh, hit a fly at, uh, that'd be, that's, that's one of my goals. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, for walleyes, what would you say your biggest walleye would be up there? The biggest walleye that I've, uh, that I've caught, um, I never broke the 30 inch mark personally. Okay. Um, I, I hovered around that 29, yeah. um, forever. <laughs> um, but my, uh, my father, um, every year he'd, uh, you know, even, even ice fishing, he's at, uh, just, just shy of the 34 inch right now. Jeez. Yeah. And there, you know, you're probably in that 14 pound, 14 pound range. And yeah. we, you know, we'd see a couple, uh, you know, that, that area is so, so good. There's 210 lakes within a 10 mile radius of that town. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's all water. Wow. It's, 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 it's crazy. Yeah. That's, that'd be really nice to have. Cause right down in Lakeville, there is, you have like three lakes and that's it. And there's, there's nothing for walleyes or. It's That's just, right. You guys call those lakes down there. I forgot. I, I came yeah. from Shakopee, so <laughs> I, I forget that they're called lakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just it'd be a lot better if we could fish up north, like, and it'd be close to my house. But yeah. Oh, it's it's only time, man. You just uh, just hop in that rig and drive up. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, Kobe, uh, which is your son. I've been talking to him quite a bit and Ben, his roommate, which is a good buddy of mine. Um, they've been slaying some fish up there for ice fishing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They've, uh, I know they got in some eel pout. Um, you know, they, they don't invite me. I just, <laughs> uh, I, I just get to see the pictures and, and hear the stories about those two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're a, they're a good group right there. Oh yeah. But so when you were guiding up there, um, what was your drive to be a musky walleye guide and stuff? Was there any, like, did you ever think about being a hunting guide or anything different like that? Or was it always fishing? No, actually, actually I was both. And I, I can kind of explain. So 
the way, uh, the way I started and you asked me about my drive getting into it, I had to do sport and travel shows, trade shows, um, like the Northwest sports show and okay. uh, the St. Paul show. But I, I would travel all around the Midwest, um, for, our, for our resort to do that. And so I got to, I got to be, uh, you know, mixed in, you know, with the industry guys. Um, and if you've ever been to any of those shows, you know, that they have, uh, seminars. So, yeah. um, the in fisherman, Al Linder's crew, uh, was really big at that time in the, in the early nineties. Yep. Um, and they still are, but, uh, there's a couple guys, um, like Dave Sanda. Um, I mean, there, there's a, there's a few from Al to Ron, uh, Ron Linder, yeah. um, that, uh, I would stick, uh, I would stick around afterwards and ask them, you know, questions. I would grill them and, uh, they would give me little tips on, uh, and how to become a guide, how to get to know a lake. Um, I was t- telling Kobe the other day, one of the, the neat things, uh, you know, trying to learn a lake and, uh, you know, he being a, a tournament tournament guy, um, you know, breaking down a lake. And that's what they told me at that time is if you want to guide, get to know one little bay in your lake and then adapt that to every other uh, bay in that lake and other lakes around. And once I started doing that, it really, really worked. And then I mean, you want to talk about a drive when, when something is successful, yeah. you, uh, you, your confidence raises and, and you, you get out there and do it more. Um, the, the smallmouth fishing at that time was great. And we got into a, some really good topwater bites, um, especially around our resort. We had a, a real, uh, real good habitat for them. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, uh, it was easy, um, you know, easy for me to, to get my drive going. You know, my, my father gave me that opportunity and, and, uh, you know, set me, set me in the industry. And I, you know, I kind of had to learn, uh, learn how to do it myself and, you know, try to try to pass that along, um, you know, with the kids in the high school programs and, Absolutely. and now even, you know, at the, at the college and just, uh, just go hard when you can. Yeah, Absolutely. What are some recommendations you'd have for young girls or guys that are going to be fishing guides? Like you said, I know you said uh, about the learning lake and everything. Is there anything well, else you Yeah, one one thing they need to need to know and learn is that if you if you like to fish and hunt, um, and I, I guess I kind of got off the rails a little bit there it, it, as far as uh, the hunting goes. I can come back to that, but if you. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, if you're going to get into it and you like to hunt and fish, it's not all about hunting and fishing. Um, I hate to, I hate to say this, but every, every guy that's going to listen to this will, uh, will agree with me is, and, and it's not a bad thing. Um, we, we call it adult daycare <laughs> <laughs> and be, because, because they, you, you still got to pick them up rain or shine. Oh. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, if the weather is, uh, really, really bad, you, you know, we, we try to leave it up to the, the customers to use common sense, but sometimes we <laughs> have to interject ours, um, and they don't agree sometimes. Yeah. Um, and you're not always going to be with guys or gals who know how to fish. So you also have to be a teacher. And, you know, so the, uh, a lot of your guides that are, that work in the school districts or coaches tend to be really good, uh, really good with people and tend to be really good guides. You have to be a people person. And that being said, I mean, I can remember going, you know, 20, you know, 20 days in a row, waking up at four o'clock in the morning, looking outside going, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> the wind's blowing 20 out of the Northwest and it's drizzling out. 
but I, you know, we got the guys yeah. coming up, uh, got the guys coming up from out of state that, you know, unfortunately they only have a week to yeah. spend their dream. And if, you know, if we can be a part of that dream and, and make it, make it come true, I mean, we got to do our best at doing it. So you can't just think that you're going to get out and go fishing. Cause that's not, that's not it. You have to be, uh, you know, you, like you said, you have to be part daycare, part teacher and, uh, and, and promote the business. Um, your more successful guides that will go on, promote the business. They promote the sport, um, not just themselves. Don't just turn into a pro staffer. That's a, that, you know, that's uh you're, you're thinking about just yourself. You got to promote the, uh, you know, promote the sport, especially with the, with the kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now uh, I did that. I I did a lot of families, which was, which was a lot of fun. That's why with the bass fishing, I mean, you could get them into, you know, catching 50 to 60 bass in a half day in a four hour, you know, four hour trip. And these kids just get hooked on it and they want to, you know, they want to keep coming back. You know, if you can keep mama and the kids happy, dad is really happy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah, so you said you were talking about being a hunting guide a little bit. Could you go into that? Yeah. So what I did um, once I got once I got a a good clientele um, established, I started to offer um, combo combo trips in the okay. fall. So we would uh, we would do some fishing in the morning and then go grouse hunting in the afternoon, and that was fun. Yeah. And uh, then at the end of the grouse hunt, you do a little fish fry. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, but uh, but what I learned there is, uh, you know, just because the guys can fish doesn't mean they can hunt and, yeah. and vice versa. <laughs> um, it, you know, you, you run into some sketchy, uh, you know, some sketchy deals, uh, you yeah. know, with, with hunting, with dogs, not everybody, you know, there's, you know, there's some common sense, you know, when it comes to fishing, but there needs to be a lot more when it comes to hunting. Yeah. So be real, real careful. Uh, um, you know, if you're thinking about getting into the hunting guide business, it's, uh, you really want to make sure you you know what you're getting into. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. And um, what was your favorite part about being a guide up there in that area? Other than just the uh, getting out on the water and being able to call it your office every day is is uh, probably the relationships you get to, um, you get to make with everybody. I'm still I'm still good friends with some people that I've you know, that I've guided, uh, from day one, um, get to meet some really, really interesting people. Um, you know, I've had a celeb, I've had numerous celebrity, um, clients, um, which, which don't always turn out to be the best ones. Um, my favorite, my favorite clients are, uh, are probably the husband, wife and kids that, uh, you know, when the, the kids look at you and say, Hey, that's my, that's my PB. I've never mm-hmm. caught anything like this before. This is, this is great. And mom's up in the front reading a book and she's happy. And, yeah. and dad, uh, you know, dad's thrilled that his, his kids are catching fish. And that means he gets to come up again next year and do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now what, uh, what are some things that you have to have to be a guide up there? Is there is there like a certain length of boat, um, like some of the gear you guys used to run? Well, of- when we, yeah, when when I first started, um, that that's always a joke. You know, I'm uh, uh, right now I, I manage uh, the largest Lund dealer um, actually in the nation, yeah. and we have we have six stores. So I, I talk <laughs> I talk to our pro staff all the time. We have a very very large pro staff, about seventy guys. 
And we, uh, we always joke about, you know, in the, in the early eight or the late eighties and early nineties, if you had a 17 foot tiller boat, you were the biggest badass on the water <laughs> as far as the guide went and all you needed was a boat yeah. and, uh, and, and some equipment right now, um, with the, you know, uh, unfortunately you, you gotta, you gotta have insurance. People yeah. aren't always as, as forgiving. Um, accidents do happen, but you really want to protect yourself. So you really, really have to be, um, up on your insurance. Not everybody has it. They should have it. Um, and that does that, you know, that does get a little expensive. Yeah. Um, but you just want to, you know, you want to protect yourself that way. As far as equipment goes, um, I, I started with a, with a 16 foot, um, Lund bolt where I could reach across the middle and grab both sides yeah. at a 30 horse, little 30 horse tiller. We went on some big lakes. Um, but the, uh, you don't have to have the biggest and the best of everything. If you have a great personality, you like to work with people and it doesn't hurt to be able to catch fish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that, that, that helps out a lot and time. Yeah. Um, times, uh, you know, Times a hard part, you know, you, you know, most of your guides up here, I, I can tell you chance that let's say out of the 70, 70 people that are pro staffing for us, I bet, boy, I'm trying to figure out how many guys don't have jobs other than fishing. Yeah. I can count on one hand on guys that that's their business is just fishing. Yeah. Otherwise everybody has a full-time job or, or, you know, has some kind of a, a backing, uh, whether it's family or, um, you know, it, as far as sponsors go, you're, if you're just starting, you're not going to have sponsors. Yeah. Um, and, and as you all know, sponsors only mean you get discounts. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't get, you don't get a ton of free stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, but that, that's, you know, just a, a good, good common sense being able to like people. Yeah. Know, uh, know the sport, be able to promote the sport and, uh, yeah, just being able to have a good time when, when times are tough too, you're not always going to catch fish. Oh, absolutely. And for when people are going on these types of trips, what are some things that they might not know that they need, but you'd recommend bringing up to go on that kind of trip? Oh yeah. Well, first thing you need a license. That's uh, that's the biggest thing. It's not up to the guide yep. to make sure that uh, that everybody has a license. Um, depending on what state you're in, you know, a lot of them offer a one day, three day, seven day, or uh, you know, or or a seasonal. Um, bring rain gear. That's it. In in the Midwest, you never know when it's going to rain. It could <laughs> rain every day. Um, and bring a camera. Yeah. Um, you know, not not just not just your phone. Um, bring a bring a camera. Um, you know, if you, if you can, uh, it's, uh, it's great to be able to, you know, take as many pictures, uh, as possible, especially if you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And for when you were talking about sponsors, does it help you out when you, um, if you're a fishing guide, if you have more sponsors, is that kind of a better deal because you get more stuff cheaper? Would you say? Well, it, <laughs> It's a, it, it's really easy to get on, to be part of, you know, quote unquote pro staff. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, just because you're on pro staff doesn't mean you're a good hunter, you're a good fisherman, yeah. you're a good runner, you're a good biker, whatever it is. Um, 
most of the guys uh, that are doing that are, are just, they're looking for a, uh, you know, looking for a discount. They're looking for some yeah. free stuff to help them out. And sometimes some companies that, uh, that are out there can see that. Um, but like, like us, uh, you know, I handle our pro staff here in house, you know, what are you going to do for our company? How are you going to help us yeah. sell boats? How are you going to help us sell lures? If I'm a lure company, um, if I'm a resort in the area, are you going to bring people up, you know, to stay with us? Yeah. Um, a, ga- a gas station, a bait shop, are you going to bring them in to us? And then you, you can, you can see the writing on the wall there and uh, on, yeah. on what you need. It does help people. Um, I know Northland, uh, Northland was a huge sponsor of, uh, of mine. Um, but I didn't, uh, I didn't get a ton of free stuff. You still had to spend money yeah. to get, uh, to get your, your free stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, even, even in the, uh, um, you know, professional, you know, professional end, um, there's so many, so many different levels of, uh, of professional fishing. Yeah. It, it, just because you're a pro, it doesn't mean you get free stuff. Yeah. Um, and for being a guide up there, was there any, um, training you had to go through to become a guide or can you just kind of, no, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what, uh, if there's any restrictions on it right now, I do know that when I was, uh, when I was doing it, there was no, no captain's license, anything like that, that you need. Now, if you're, if you're navigating, um, you know, international, uh, waters, uh, like the Mississippi. Um, and then it got real touchy because, you know, if if the Mississippi ran through some certain lakes, did you need your guide license? So you really got to stay, stay up on that. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, with some of the restrictions, get online and take a look at it, but no, there's really no, uh, no training that, uh, that's necessary. Um, kind of, you know, if you got a hammer and you can build, you can become a carpenter. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what a lot of people think. That's, that's not the truth, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you, you get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's nice. Cause then you can just hop right into it and. Yep. Yep. And some guys that get into it don't, you know, they don't last too long because yeah. they, you know, if you're a walleye guy, you know, you're, you're, you're putting out the live bait every day, um, along with your gas, your rods, yeah. it starts, it starts to add up, uh, add up for a while. And, and until you can get a good, uh, you know, client base, it, it's a, it's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Now what are some of your, what would you say some of your best days are like catching fish wise? So like, walleyes are a good day if you catch 30 or kind of what's your like just i i would try it i would never try to put a number on it um at the end of the day i always asked my clients you know hey what did you think yeah and if and the the best day is when they say man i've never caught that many fish in my life yeah that's that's awesome you do get you do get the guys that that are out there um that got the clickers they got the double clickers mounted on their (laughs) boat then they then they get back to the landing how many did you guys catch oh we caught 30 Oh, well, we didn't catch that many. We caught 20, but man, my clients had the best time of their life. You know, who, yeah. who did better? Yeah. You know, that, uh, you know, the guy who caught 30 or the people who had the best time of their life. Um, there's, uh, I mean, if you're looking for numbers on what, uh, what we would do, um, like walleye fishing, I mean, there's days where, you know, if you're doing a, a full day trip, you know, you're, you're in the forties, okay. um, wow. yeah. you know, for 40 walleyes bass. 
you know, I did a lot of half day trips being at the resort with families. Yeah. So you're going out four to five hours and boy, we've had days where we're catching 50, you know, 50 largemouth. Yeah. Um, 50, 60 largemouth. And it's, uh, that's, that's a blast. Northern yeah. pike, you can catch them in your sleep. Oh, yeah. Um, muskies, like we talked earlier, it's, uh, you know, if you, if you can get somebody their first one, boy, that that's awesome. Yeah. Now, do a lot of people come up, would come up there for the muskie or what kind of would they come up for? Just anything or? Well, where, where I was out of, uh, we were a family resort, yeah. so it really, it really didn't matter to them what they were, they were going out. They just wanted action. Okay. So, but, but we did have our, uh, um, I had one, one client who was one of the presidents, Anheuser-Busch. Oh, um, wow. He would, uh, he would come up, um probably four or five times a year wow. and I'd guide, you know, I'd guide him two days, you know, every, uh, every trip that he was up. So, you know, 10, 12 days on the water with him, yeah. um, muskie fishing. Um, you know, we got, uh, we got his son, his biggest one. And I think that oh, nice. was, I think that was 50, 51, 52 inches. Um, and, uh, the girth was, just unbelievable. We, you know, it's uh, it. We didn't want to. We didn't want to weigh it, but you know, I'm sure it was pushing the thirty. Yeah. Thirty pound. Thirty pound. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. And yeah. how do you feel about the DNR putting muskies into all these different lakes? What's your kind of input on that? Anywhere that I can go catch fish and different kinds of fish, I'm happy with. Yeah. I never really, I never really got caught up in the, Hey, the muskies eat everything. Um, or the Northern Pike do, or the bass do. Um, I, I just hated, uh, trying to take sides, uh, sides on that. Um, I just hope that the people that were putting them in knew what they were doing. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know, if it, if it worked out for the lake, great. I always figured there's a reason they're trying to do it. Um, not to, you know, obviously intentionally hurt the, hurt the industry. Um, does it happen? I'm sure, I'm sure it does, but, uh, yeah, boy, it's, uh, like you say for a, for a kid to hook up, or even an adult, you know, hook up to their first one and see that smile on their face. I mean, that's, that's priceless. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting on to catch my first muskie. I got to just keep on cast and hopefully, hopefully oh, yeah. one comes up and bites, but there's not, oh, it's, it's a blast. Yeah. There's not too many spots down here where you can go cast around for muskies down near Lakeville. No, no, you got, you got to go a little more South, uh, towards that Rochester area. You got some, you got some lakes or, uh, some rivers even down there that. Yeah. Yeah. Or head over to Wisconsin for a little bit. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. I know they got some decent musky fishing over there. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. What would you say? So for Lake Malax and how they have the whole walleye system set up regulations. How do you feel about that? Do you ever fish out there? You know, when I did the, uh, the way that I got to fish that lake the last three years, um, was with my son, Kobe doing the, doing the high school angling. Yeah. And, and that was for, you know, small mouth and large mouth. Um, I do have some, my pro staff that are, that are based out of Mille Lacs, um, some resort owners that I know down there. And, uh, and I know it's, it's been hard on them, the restrictions. Um, but as far as catching the walleyes, oh boy, it, yeah. uh, we never went down and, and intentionally caught them, but we pounded the heck out of them, <laughs> um, you know, just, just bass fishing. So yeah. talking to the locals down there, you know, I, I know they're, 
I know their opinion on what's going on. Um, but I can't share that opinion because it, yeah. it's not directly impacting me, um, at, at the moment. Now, if I, that was my lake that I was on, I'm sure I'd have a pretty strong opinion one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but boy, we're, we're catching a pile of them. I don't agree when, when, uh, somebody comes out and says, you know, the f- fishing is down on, uh, on Mille Lacs for walleyes that I can, I can personally attest to that. I've, uh, I've never caught so many walleyes in my life, um, using, you know, using, uh, artificial lures yeah. that I have on Mille Lacs. Yeah. Oh yeah. The fishery out there is unbelievable. Yeah. For walleyes. It's, uh, and, and, and the smallmouth yeah. and, you know, that's, uh, you know, that the lake has got, got hit pretty hard, you know, after, uh, you know, after the, uh, the professional series, uh, came out there and, and yeah. it got more popular. Um, but, uh, you're right. That potential, and uh, you know, for the the big fish out there, yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun one to keep watching. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And since you're talking about uh, doing the high school tournaments and stuff, could you go in depth on like what you guys do and everything with that? Well, I was in. I was involved. Um, with uh, with being a uh, a captain and a coach for the uh, for the Grand Rapids team, oh, um, nice. just due due to due to my son Kobe being being on the team and yeah. and uh, you know I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy working uh, you know with with kids. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I know we uh, you know my 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 duties if you want to call it you know for captaining was uh, um, you know bringing bringing them around and and for people that don't know what the uh what the high school angling is is that an adult has to drive the boat um yep. and that's it the kids tell you where you're going to go and they do uh they do what they want to do in the boat and and we're just there to make sure they get there safe and, and yeah. that's a, that's about it yeah. And, yeah and hopefully uh and hopefully have them have them catch fish absolutely yeah would you guys um what are some of the spots you'd travel for that? Would you ever travel out of state for the high school angling? Yeah. For, um, fortunately for, for Colby and his partner, we, uh, um, they, uh, they, they did, they did pretty well for themselves. Um, qualifying for, for a few national events. Oh, yeah. um, you know, we've, you know, we've been down to, uh, Kentucky Lake, um, out of Paris, uh, Tennessee, um, Pickwick down in Alabama. um, I know, and he's been down to Gunnersville uh, with some other with some other tournaments. Um, yeah. But mo- most of them are around, uh, you know, around the uh, the Minnesota and yeah, Minnesota area. From your experience of watching that, what would you say the difference is for bass fishing between like Minnesota and down south? Easier to catch fish up here. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Um, you know, whether it was, we were down there at, uh, at the wrong time, uh, for us, um, or just not understanding a lot of that, that great big, uh, you know, river, river system, like the Tennessee river, yeah. um, that, uh, that seemed to be the, the biggest challenge. Um, it's just, you know, just like every, everything else trying to figure out the, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. Um, on that lake, but no, I I thought it was easier to catch fish, you know, catch fish up here in Minnesota. We we live, uh, you know, kind of right on the Mississippi River, and uh, you know, we fish a lot of wild rice up here. And I'm, you know, I look out my 
I look out my basement window and in our family room and I'm looking at, you know, 1200 acres of solid wild rice with, wow. you know, that I know are loaded with bass and I watch my kid do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, how, when you say fish and wild rice, how do you guys kind of do that? Cause I've never seen that before. Oh, I'm the wrong guy to ask chance. <laughs> um, my, uh, my kid Kobe, he's, uh, he, he's, he's got that down pretty well along, yeah. uh, you know, with, with his partner. Um, as far as Ben goes, I haven't seen Ben catch a fish on wild rice yet. So <laughs> sorry, Ben. Um, but, uh, but no, I know, uh, I know he does a lot of, a lot of pitching, a lot of punching. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then there's times where I see him doing some other stuff. I fished one, one, uh, adult tournament with him and, and he, uh, he took me, uh, he took me, um, down and up the river and, and, uh, whatever he was doing was, must've been a lot different when I was doing, cause <laughs> he, uh, you know, anywhere from, you know, top water, throwing yeah. frogs. Um, not, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think frog fishing for bass is my favorite. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. I, yep. T- tough to beat. Yeah. The bass fishing that I do, which is not a ton, but. I'll do it every once in a while if Ben takes me out on his boat or something like that. But sure. yeah, it it gets fun. Yeah, you bet. You um, got that visual. You got that visual uh, strike, which uh, yeah. no matter what you're fishing from, you know, brook trout to, to muskies. Yeah, and I mean, I caught I got my biggest bass doing that topwater fishing, so that was that was probably the reason why it's probably my favorite. Yeah, you bet. But yeah. Um, so when you guys are fishing up north, do you guys fish any trout or anything up there? You know, I don't. Um, I did a little bit uh, in the off season uh, through through the ice, but yeah. I uh, no, I don't. Uh, I couldn't tell you more than uh, you know what lakes have them in. But, yeah, yeah, I'm not the right guy for that one, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you ever go up to Lake of the Woods and stuff like that? Up. Um, just, uh, um, just as a kid, I did, I, uh, you know, once I got out of high school, I was just too busy, um, with yeah. the resort and guiding. Yeah. And you have Cass Lake and Leech Lake, not too far from you guys. Yep. Yep. They're to the West. I didn't get over to Cass too much. Um, but I've, uh, I fished Leech Lake uh, quite a bit. Yeah. How would you say, what would be your opinion on that fishery? Oh, Leech Lake is fun. Um, it's got everything, absolutely everything. It's got uh, it's got smallies. It's got huge largemouth in it. Um, muskies, uh, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a big deal. I mean, you got your Leech Lake strain muskies out of there. Um, crappies are gigantic. Um, you know, out of out of Leech Lake, uh, and and the walleye in, uh, fishing is uh, is phenomenal in there also. Um, but, uh, most of that I've done out there has just been bass and, uh, and muskies. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That sounds like you guys, you guys got so many great fisheries up near you. That... Yeah. It's like, like I said, it, we didn't have to travel too far. Uh, um, yeah. you know, as, uh, it, uh, I got to be up in a uh, full plane a few times and, and oh, there's wow. actually, there's literally more water than there is land, uh, <laughs> you know, in that, you know, Grand Rapids and North. Yeah. Yep. Would you only fish 
North Star guiding or would you take people on other lakes as well? No, 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 no. There's, there's so many lakes in Itasca County. Um, you know, there's they they call it a, you know, a a thousand grand lakes, um, (laughs) you know, where we didn't, uh, we didn't have to, you know, we didn't have to go very far. I did a lot of, I did most of my guiding, um, you know, about 20 miles north of, north of Grand Rapids, you know, Bowstring Lake, uh, yep. was a big one. Um, uh, Winnebagosh. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So those are, those are probably two of the bigger, the bigger lakes, uh, in our area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And when you're fishing, like what does it take to kind of learn the fish? Like just time, would you say? Cause I'm not oh, absolutely. a huge fisherman. Oh, ab- absolutely. It's, uh, well, it's, it's no different. I did a little research on you too. You, you do a little waterfall out here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it's, it's no different than, uh, you know, than learning the Canada goose. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to go, you know, sit in a, in a, in a grass field when, uh, you know, the sun's not shining and, yeah. and, uh, you know, you got your certain, certain things when you're, you're hunting the geese fishing, you know, fishing's the same way. You just got to look for the same, uh, or, you know, what their, uh, um, you know, what their habitat is. Um, cabbage weed up North here is huge, throws out the most oxygen, okay. which brings in, you know, uh, all your minnows, the minnows are feeding in there, yeah. which are going to bring your, your bigger, uh, you know, your bigger predators in. Um, it's just getting, getting to learn, you know, what, uh, you know, what you're fishing or, or what you're hunting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Spending as much time as you can out in the field or on the water at it, nothing, uh, nothing can uh, be better than better than that. And, yeah. and, um, gives you a, a big edge if if you can spend uh, more time in the field or the water. Yeah. Yeah. And what would, what would you say your favorite type of fishing is up there? Hmm. Favorite type of fishing? Probably. If you would ask me 10 years ago, I wouldn't answer this way. Um, But probably because of my kid, um, probably smallmouth. Yeah. Um, I didn't know smallmouth that well. I could catch them. Yeah. But as far as uh, learning them, um, my my son has taught me more actually about uh, about fishing, um, you know, in the last, uh, you know, five, six years than I've uh, I've probably uh, learned on the water myself over those 24 years. Fair Um, enough. Yeah, I mean it's uh, just being able. I didn't get to spend all the time trying to learn. Yeah, um, and uh, and for him to show me how to how to smallmouth fish, uh, boy, I'll have that forever. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And when you say uh, smallmouth fishing, what like throwing a frog or what's your kind of favorite way to catch them? Um, I boy, I like that top water. Yeah. Um, they uh, they showed me something out on out on Malax after a storm in deep water, throwing uh, you know throwing a walking bait in uh, in deep water. I couldn't couldn't imagine even trying that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, these smallies coming up from the depths, you know, after a storm and you know smashing top water. Um, you know who who'd have thought of doing that? I mean, yeah. I <laughs> you know I thought about throwing it over you know over some logs or yeah. you know some rocks somewhere, but boy, not out in open water. Um, <laughs> that uh, that was a lot of fun. But um, you know, I in, in, I don't mind uh, doing a little finessing either. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's it's tough to beat that top water. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's it's a lot of fun either fly fishing or 
just casting yep. lures and doing stuff like that. Cause I mean, I fly fish quite a bit down here for trout, which is yep. a lot of fun and getting to see those fish just jump out of the water after your fly lure. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's, it's, it's like shooting ducks when they're in your face. Yeah. You can pass, you can pass shoot. Sure. Yeah. That's fun. But boy, when they're, uh, when they're locked and, uh, yeah. right in your face, boy, that's, uh, that's probably the best comparison, you know, topwater fishing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And back to you, uh, guiding hunting for grouse is the grouse population up there doing well. Um, um, yeah, the, uh, you know, it, it, it does go in cycles and I believe yeah. it's like a seven, like a seven year cycle. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, but that, that's the same boy. You, you got to spend a lot of time, a lot of time in the woods and, yeah. uh, and getting, getting to know it. Um, you can't just get out and, uh, and think you're just going to go kill birds and just because there's woods. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had the privilege to grouse hunt, but I mean, it looks like, it looks like a good time. It, it can be, yeah. it can be, it's, uh, they'll, they'll scare the dickens out of you when they're, <laughs> you know, they, when they get up there, it's a, it's a big commotion and it could be right at your heels. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys get, uh, get a little shook up when they, when they hear a grouse take off. Oh yeah. I can imagine. And what's kind of the habitat that you're kind of looking for when grouse hunting? Is it like thick pines and stuff like that? Or? Um, it, it would depend on the day, you know, I've, boy, I haven't done it for so long, but I know the, you know, the young Aspen, um, and, uh, that, that was always a big draw. Yeah. You can get in the transition areas, you know, from the, you know, from the Aspen to, you know, you know, some, uh, some swamps or something like that, you know, some lines, yeah. you know, um, and anywhere you can find that transition, which is, which is weird because you can, you know, throw that right into the fishing, uh, fishing world too. So, yeah. um, they just, uh, they tend to gravitate, uh, towards that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, yeah, that, uh, I think I covered everything I wanted to go over with you today. Is there anything else you'd like to leave for our listeners? Uh, no, I mean, you, uh, I think, I think you're right. You covered, you covered a ton of it. Um, the, uh, just, I, you know, if, if people that are out there are thinking about getting into guiding, um, again, don't just think it's all, uh, thrills and frills and give me rolling in the money. Um, <laughs> you know, it, uh, that, that can be a big part of it, but you, the only reason you should be in it is because you absolutely love the sport and yeah. you love working with people and, uh, and educating the people, um, with what you're doing and, 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 uh, support the industry and, and promote the industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, I'm going to let you go then, Eric. I really appreciate you being on here and giving people your, uh, your, your knowledge. Uh, you bet, buddy. Yeah. Any, anytime you want to, you want to talk, just give me a buzz. Perfect. I'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Bye. So there you have it, Eric from Grand Rapids and wow. What a story he was able to tell us about fishing grouse hunting and even went into uh the youth of high school fishing so if you're looking to 